Welcome, welcome to a very special episode of the Par for the Court podcast. It's playoff time, baby, and we are in full swing of things. Round one. Got a lot of really interesting series going on, a lot of really surprising things going on here. It is Thursday, April 21st. What? April 21st? April 21st, 2022. Is that because your tooth is chipped? Good one. I don't want to talk about that. Well, if we're talking about it, Cole's tooth is chipped, and he looks like he's from Carroll County. Don't say that. It's a, it's a, it's a, bottom, it's a bottom row tooth. You know, stuff happens. If there's any dentists out there that would like to help Cole, please reach out. Uh-huh. Please. Please reach out. We take we take deals. Um, alrighty. Well, let's get into it and talk some playoffs. Let's go. It's Born for the Court Podcast! Okay. Miami Heat, Atlanta Hawks. Why do we have to start with the Heat? We're seeing, unsurprisingly, a 2-0 start to the series, with the Heat taking a commanding lead. Wait, you're not surprised that Troy Young's not carrying to the Hawks to a, a split even in, in Miami? No, I'm not at all. Um, really? Why? Because Trey Young's such a, a hulking, villainous figure, and he's just, he's so good. Uh, you know, when, when, the, when the cards are down, is, he, is, that, is that it? Yeah, and then he's, he's so tired and... Dude, Trey Young is. I such guess there's a little bit of merit to that. The NBA kind of screwed him over, and he played two games in three nights. I don't want to hear any of that. Yeah, going into the playoffs when he had a week of rest, that's kind of yeah, messed up. That's what happens when you get the ninth seed. I guess. No, there's no. I guess they got the ninth seed, so that's what you deal with. They're tired. That's not fair. That's they. They should run. Their guess back. what? You lose a bunch of games in the regular season, you might not get the best hand dealt. That's your fault. It's but not the, the NBA. It's their fault. And they got two games three nights. That's playoff basketball. At least give them like the 7 o'clock game. No, I don't care. Okay. No, anyone with that excuse is insane. Like what? Two games three nights. But the the Heat are putting on – this is this is not biased at all. The Heat are putting on like a master class on how you guard Trey Young. Like every single switch that happens, everyone is ridiculously physical and – He's barely getting off any clean looks. Sounds like another team in the East. It does. Uh, the Pacers, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Pacers. Um, no, nah, but crazy team defense. Trey Young is averaging 16 points a game, and through two games, he is shooting from the three-point line, three for 17. It's all right. I thought he was like one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Well, I guess not. I mean, when you have a team like the Heat that's defending them like that, it's hard to yeah, take that. and make good shots. Even when they're open, you're still thinking about everything that's going on and, oh, are they going to gap this? Is somebody going to blitz me on this? Like, you're surprised when you get open almost Yeah, I, in those types of series. I have a very uh, similar feeling that you just said about uh, Kevin Durant in the Celtics series, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, kind of what I said earlier, like two seconds ago. But with the with that other team in the East? Yeah, that other team in the yeah. East. We'll touch. We'll get. We'll get deeper into later. That one but, up um, north, but not too north. Not too much north. Um, yeah, Trey Young. He uh, was quoted after the game, complaining about how physical the Heat are being, and that it's not fair, and that the Heat are fouling and they aren't calling it. It's 
really ironic for Trey Young to be complaining about foul calls in refereeing. Yeah, that's never happened. I love that so much. Um, well, but, it's playoff basketball. This is what he likes exactly. to playoff basketball. I thought I thought he has trouble getting up for regular season games. This is what he this is what he loves playoff basketball. I think that garden was a little or the the whistle was a little tighter in the garden maybe last <laughs> last June. Just PSA for all the Hawks fans out there: the Heat are not the Knicks. They're not the Knicks. The Knicks are back. The Heat have always been, but though. the Heat have always been there. They didn't need to come back because they were There's already no there. Back, they've just yeah. been. Um, other thing you got to bring up: Jimmy Butler, his jump shooting has just turned the corner. I mean, he had a what a month stretch where he was shooting like nine percent from three, yeah, it wasn't and now good. he's shooting fifty-two percent from three. In well, this how series. about like he had like ten dunks and out of the forty-five points, it was that's like, also true. He was getting the room really well. And that just means really bad turnovers for the Hawks. You know what it also means? It also means that the Hawks are having to respect his jumper more. He's able to get to the rim No, easier. but he had like three or four fast break dunks. I think there was just true. flippantness of the Hawks. Yeah. True. That is a word, flippantness. Yeah, we're also seeing just how different uh, a team with a high-level uh, schemes like the Heat are when it comes to like approaches in different games. First game, we saw Duncan Robinson come off the bench, shoot 9 for 10 from the field. Next game, he plays 8 minutes, doesn't you were, shoot a shot. You were happy about that game one, but not game two. What, what, Duncan Robinson? Yeah. Obviously, I'm a Duncan Robinson. I want to see him do well, and I, I love to watch him play. But, you know, I mean, game You're not going to name names, though, but you're just dragging some Heat players through the mud for no reason in my mind. Haywood Highsmith? Yeah. <laughs> Cole's not a fan of Haywood Highsmith. That's a joke. It's not Haywood Highsmith. He didn't it's play. It's not, but... Um, but yeah, no, it's it's just a it's a testament to like you know some games. Why are you hating on your own players though? It's not that I I don't like. It's Max Struess. Max Struess, which Chase is talking about. I'm just gonna say it. It's not that I don't like Max Struess or that he does bad things. It's just he gets compared a lot to Duncan Robinson being a shooter, being white. I I know that that's just a fact. Um, and that they draw a lot of comparison, and I just. I've always been a Duncan Robinson fan, and I'm just a little bit upset that he, that, you know, he took starting minutes. And I understand that Max Struess is making the most of his minutes, but I just, you know, I just love Duncan Robinson, and I wish he was, uh, you know, getting more touches. You don't think Struess is a little bit better of a defender, and that's kind of why he's out yeah, there more. A little bit better of a defender, but I just think that Struess also does a lot of bad things offensively sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think Duncan. I also don't like that. So you're saying Pat Riley and Eric Spolster are making the wrong decision? No, I'm not saying that necessarily. I'm saying me personally, I want Duncan Robinson to play more. Just selfishly, okay. Yeah, selfishly, because he's my favorite player in the NBA. All right, so there was there's probably one, two, four series that could have possibly been sweeps going into this, Right. Uh, I guess so. And then, so it's like Phoenix, Miami, Milwaukee, and then maybe Boston. Whoa, no one in the world thought Boston was going to be a sweep. Uh, maybe not. Not a single soul thought right, there was sweep. All right, I'll scratch that. There was three possible sweeps. One of them still alive, and then Philly is up 3-0. Yeah, it's a, real, it's a real shame about it the It really sucks for the Toronto. Raptors. They have had one of the most unlucky stretches in recent memory. Gary in Trent the caught the bird flu. But... I mean, the thing about it is when you have a starting five that plays the most minutes of any starting five in the entire NBA. Kind of unsustainable. It's, 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 not, it's not shocking at all. However, okay, well, you, with a team not, like the Raptors, how, Barnes's injury wasn't like an overuse thing. Embiid stepped on his foot. No, I know, but I'm saying like 
just due to sheer volume of minutes, it's not surprising that they get hurt. And guess more what? of a chance of a foot stepping. Okay, the I more minutes you play, the more chance there is that your foot gets stepped more on. chance of a foot stepping. Yeah, um, that goes with the flippantness of that's right. stepping. Um, but I mean, other thing is last night's game, uh, Raptors Sixers, Raptors, they played. Pretty darn well, as good as they could have defensively. There wasn't much more they could have done. There was not much more they could have done at all. They were they got up to like 15, 17 point leads, right? Yeah, they did. Also, Harden fouls out of the game. Um, but I mean, home playoff game in Toronto. Drake yeah. sitting courtside. Like everything was lining up. Yeah, two one. One more game in Toronto. No Matisse Thybul. Yeah, but but late game, Joel Embiid's revenge will not be denied. He's been waiting, I'm sure, a long time. To get, uh, put a dagger in the Raptors' heart like that after the Kawhi shot. Yeah, I don't know if you watched this, but J.J. Reck did a little bit of a breakdown of the last play. No, I didn't see it. So he broke the play down. He said that this is a Doc Rivers staple. that he's, he's, They've run for J.J. back in the day. J.J. got an open shot but missed it. But, you know, the play still worked and things like that. Oof. Yeah, that's tough. But, you know, they were he was showing Fred Van Fleet is literally at the rim, which baffles me. Yeah. Like Nick Nurse said to Fred Van Fleet, Fred Van Fleet was on the ball. He's like, no, guard the rim. What's Van Fleet going to do at the rim? If he, Embiid, might, he might deter a cut. He might, he might deter a cut, but if Embiid is rolling to the rim. He could take a charge. I guess, but I, they're not going to call that. Now, I, no, literally live watching the game, I saw Van Fleet on ball. And I immediately said, Van Vliet should go to the rim. That's what I immediately thought was. Now, for a guy as short as Van Vliet, that doesn't mean stand under the hole. That means stand in the yeah, middle like of the paint. Yeah, like middle of the paint, like second hash. But yeah. the, other, the other thing he brought up was that everybody was switching. And then that last screen, I think, who set the screen for? Was it Tobias set the screen? Yeah. Tobias had Gary Trent on him, and Bede was guarded by Siakam. Yep. Gary Trent was just nowhere to be seen on the switch. Yeah, but I feel like with that, Gary Trent was on it, probably anticipating. They were all him anticipating going to the rim. him going to the rim. Everyone like, was. So if I'm Gary Trent, it, on a switch though, you just stay attached to your guy. And then no, but listen, if, if I'm Gary it. Trent and I see the screen coming for me and it's Embiid coming off it, I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna meet him where he's going at the rim. That's, I mean. But like, if you watch it, he's in no man's land. He's not even like in line in the line between Embiid and the rim. I also could imagine that. Um, it just worked way too well. Well, no, I, I also could imagine that there are different rules as far as, you know, what players do when certain players screen and what and people come off the screen. And could very well, very well be that they had a different idea of what they were going to do if MB was coming off a screen and, you know, they just overthought it, you know? Well, I think everybody in the gym, everybody in the world besides the Sixers thought Embiid was going to the rim. I yeah. would agree with that, but I think Trent just was – if you watch the playback – Trent is in no man's land. Yeah. Um, He's closer to that that far elbow than the block closest to the inbounder. Yeah. Well, as we can all agree, this is not ideal for Toronto. And Joel Embiid cannot win MVP despite how well he's playing in the playoffs. No, for those who don't know, it doesn't, regular we, season, please everyone stop. The regular season is what deems who gets the MVP. And... Nicole Jokic had the better This isn't season. Trump versus Biden. Oh, there were votes lost. Byron? Yeah. It wasn't that. No. This there one. were no fake ballots. There's only like 20 people with votes. More than that. A lot more than that. You think? How yeah, many like, more? Like how many? Around 200. Really? Yeah. I didn't know there were that many. Yeah. 
Um, I guess there's there's probably 20 people that talk about that they have a vote. Not true. How many talk agree, about Agree it? to disagree. Anyways. I could with, name 20. Okay, well, with that, why don't we go to Nuggets Warriors? No, I want to talk about something else first. What? Why do you think Embiid does not deserve foul calls as a big man? I feel like you're like I'm on his side for I'm on Embiid's side for a reason, and you should be too. This makes no sense. I just I don't think that Embiid doesn't deserve foul calls. I think that Embiid gets the most generous whistle of any big man in the history of the league, and I think that a lot, a lot, a lot of other big people in the NBA get fouled to the same extent as Embiid, and it goes uncalled. And I think Embiid, I don't even understand. So you don't even like a trend in the right direction? I just No, I just think that if, if one person's getting the whistle, everyone should get the whistle. If one person's getting a poor whistle, everyone should get the poor whistle. And I just, I hate wishy-washy refereeing. And Embiid is a clear I do, example. I do think Jokic does not get anywhere near the calls Embiid does, and I'm not sure why. No. It might be. Jokic, Drummond. It's, it's, yeah. Drummond, Drummond. Tice. Tice, dude. Le- LeBron James, he's a bigger guy. Kelly Olynyk, Kelly never uh, gotten the calls. Jay Huff, he's always getting fouled. Jay Huff, you're at seven. You're at seven. Um, no, but I saw I saw a tweet the other day, and it was comparing Shaq's free throw free throw attempts in whatever year it was to Embiid's, and they were very similar. Shaq just shot forty six percent, and Embiid's at like eighty something. I cannot even imagine how many points. I mean, it's, so it's like, calculable. But. You can't say, oh, well, he he's, doesn't deserve these like just because he's making the free throws. Nobody had a problem with Shaq getting fouled because well, he would just miss the free throws. Y- you know what I 100% think, though? What? When Shaq got fouled, it was far more blatant because Shaq was and way more. still getting fouled regardless of how big you are. A foul is a foul. Yeah, but I'm saying like there was never, also, ever – People being like, oh, Shaq's not getting fouled because it was unquestionably he was. And I guarantee you, if you watch back all Shaq's fouls, they're, ho- they're way more like, oh my gosh, they just hacked him. Whereas Embiid's, you could way more decide or say those are ticky tacky. Think about this, though. The shots Embiid is getting fouled on, most of them not really at the rim trying to go through a guy. They're jumpers, fallaways, touch shots. Which you know, as a basketball player, they're not more. I think they're around the same amount. It's, but it's there's a lot, well, way more than Shaq is what, I'm, what I'm getting at. Shaq didn't like, shoot any of those. You know that like touch fouls on jumpers, touch shots, and fallaways. Big effect. Huge effect. Yeah, but I'm saying like when Embiid's at the rim, like I, I think people see the numbers and they're like, "This is crazy." But if you watch, if then, you watch them back, they're not crazy, and you can see where they are. But just at the rim, I feel that. It needs to be uh, – that universal that, – that whistle that Embiid gets needs to be way more universal, and it's not at all. I think a lot of it has to do with the shots that he's taking. But I said at the rim, did I not? You did. I but. did. <coughs> all right. With that, let's talk – I think Gary Trent might have got me sick. <laughs> let's talk Nuggets Warriors. This could be this a is, sweep. This is by we far – We need to apologize to everyone. This is the most insane – turnaround for a team to have that I've ever seen. The Warriors looked so bad coming into this. Yeah. And then Jordan Poole just goes unconscious in this series. It doesn't even make sense how good he's playing. It doesn't. And 
I don't think there's a soul in the world that could have predicted Poole to be playing this well. I'm not going to say it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. No, because this is not the pool we saw in the regular season. I think I think it's just it takes time to figure out the Warriors system. And you think game one of the playoffs, that's when he's like, oh, I got this figured out. It's not the system that Poole's thriving in. It's him creating shots for himself, creating shots for others. Yeah, he's making finding, moves, he's finding the best making. shots he can in the system. It's really not the system that's getting the shots. Dude, it's it him is. getting his own stuff. Steph knows the system, and Steph gets Steph shots. Steph still out of shoots crazy shots. Yeah, it's but I'm, in the system though. It's, but I'm, no, it's I'm, off of Draymond's screens. No. Did you you did you listen to Rosillo's pod? No. He talked with the Warriors insider. No, not yet. Okay, the whole time Steph was out, Draymond and Poole were trying to develop rapport on those pick and rolls and the handoffs, and there were a couple games that Draymond would just be flat out yelling at Jordan Poole for rejecting the screens, trying to create his own shot. Poole, had, Poole did not realize what he could have gotten off of the handoffs, working the rescreens with Draymond, getting things like that. I think he's now realizing that. Okay, it's still it's still 100% on Poole to get these shots, though. He's not getting wide-open shots, and that's what I deem system shots. He still has to create for himself. He still has to create out of the actions. And Yeah, but it's the, the actions so make you, up the well, system. Let me, let me just, let me just get straight. You think the reason Poole is playing so well is that in game one of the NBA playoffs, all of a sudden, Poole had this paradigm shift where he just got the Warrior system all of a sudden. It didn't and then start boom. in game one. He was no, playing well throughout the end of the season. He wasn't playing at this caliber, though, and that's unquestionable. Okay, but people have jumps in the playoffs. Good players have jumps in the playoffs. Tyler Hero in the bubble, jump in the playoffs. What do you mean? No, he was that's playing undeniable. That, he was playing that well all year long. No, a better example would have been say Jamal Murray, but Poole, he wasn't playing that well all year long. Yes, he was. You can compare the numbers. It, no, okay, no, I will. You, you, Jordan Poole has had. He's he's just playing unconscious, and that's a fact. There's no there's no debate in it. He's it's his shot making, it's his creating, it's his it's his just everything that he's doing skill wise has taken an enormous leap. And it's it's crazy. His skills combined with the Warrior system. His skills combined with learning the Warrior system, developing the rapport with his teammates, is creating this. This is some uncanny timing then, Chase, for this take. This isn't out of nowhere. He's been playing. There's been rumbling. He Not at this caliber, Chase. Yes, he's had a decent season. Yes, he, he had got most he improved was in the player vote. Yeah, I was going to say, he's in the conversation for most improved player. But he he's playing at an all-star level right now. He's playing better than Steph Curry. Is he? Was he better than Steph Curry in those stretches? No. He's, when when right Steph now, was out, yes. No. Was he play, playing better than, than what Steph Curry would be doing? No. Right now, he's outplaying Steph Curry, and he's looking like the best player on this team. Steph hadn't played for a month. That's not fair to compare. I know that. I'm saying, though, right now, By the he way, is. Steph Curry, six men of the year votes, why aren't there any of them? Come off the bench all year, bucko. but there should they they should still be voting, right? Mm-hmm. That's messed up. I'm too angry at you to joke right now, because I'm right. Um, well, one thing on the Nuggets side that is not voting well is everything. We have not had a single good performance from any player. When I say good performance, I mean really good for that individual person. Jokic is still averaging what like 25. 10 and 7. Yeah. But 
for him for them to win while no one else is playing well, Jokic would need to have 50 points. Yeah. But no one is making three-point shots enough, well enough for them to have to not help so that Jokic can score 50. I think like, the factor that we didn't think about when we both said Nuggets in six, which is the craziest take ever, is... At the time, it was crazy. Is the fact that the Warriors just had to play steady to win the series, and the Nuggets... Jokic obviously was going to play well, but the Nuggets needed two, three role players to play above what they've been playing with all season, which is very hard to ask of a team like the Nuggets right now. Especially the fact, like, the Nuggets, one thing that they do not excel in is transition defense, and the Warriors have been putting on a transition offense clinic. Yeah. Um, And also, obviously, you have to look at the Nuggets' three-point shooting, which has been terrible, and this is one thing that we can also look at with Jokic. He hasn't made a jump shot like all series. He's, well, he's tired. 0 for 7 on pick-and-pop threes. Um, I mean, he's made a few face-up mid-post shots, but that's about it. Um, the yes, wor- he is the tired. Warriors have him all over the place. And him having to blitz Steph and Jordan Poole is just very hard for him to do. To it's then, true. To then come down and run an offense. It's true. Also, um, the Warriors' play style, um, what's needed for them is a rim protector. Like, uh, to stop it. Like, their shots, they need a rim protector. They don't need... The Warriors? No, to stop the Warriors' interior attack. The other team needs a rim protector. Oh, yeah. Jokic is a... He's a... He's, he's good... He's a good team defender. He's a good help defender. He's a great team he's not defender. A good rim great protector. at getting deflections and getting in gaps, but he's not a vertical. He's not a yeah. He's not a vertical. Not a vertical threat. defender. And that is that. That's also neither is Demarcus Cousins. It's almost an inviting presence for the Warriors that we okay we can get to the rim and shoot floaters and all of the Warriors guards are very good at floaters. You, you almost want to see Jokic stay in a drop coverage and say you can take every pull up you want, but you're not going to get us in a rotation. Yeah. And, like, keep Jokic in that medium area of I'm in every passing lane. I'll get a deflection if you pass the ball out, and I'm going to force you to shoot a floater or pull up. Yep. The most disappointing player, I think, in this series has been Aaron Gordon, who has been Ooh. a non-factor just 100%. I mean, he he made he was, like, one for eight, I think, from three in one of the games. Um, I mean, he has not been – a presence on the inside, which they need him to be um, offensively. Um, and for them to, for the Nuggets' offense to be at its peak, he needs to be knocking down that corner three. And like I said, he has not been. Um, Monte Morris, subpar. Will Barton has been decent. Um, and then you, obviously Bones Highland, not been great. Well, it's, what do you expect? He's rookie playoffs. Like I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying this is his fault. I'm saying he hasn't been playing well. That's a fact. Yeah. Um. So I 100% do expect the Nuggets to at least get one of these games in Denver. It has to happen because I there's no way all four games the Nuggets won't shoot well. It's it's not like I the think Nuggets have tonight's been tonight's game is the one to win. If they don't win this, I think it's a sweep. Yeah, probably right. Um, but like I just I just don't think. Like, it's not the Warriors' defense that's making all of the Nuggets' perimeter players not knock down shots. It's, it's, they, were, they just have been playing bad. There's not going to be four straight games where they don't shoot well. Um, however, 
they also are going to have to pick it up defensively. And that yeah. also, I mean, but you know what fixes um, bad transition defense? Not good having offense. the Warriors get in transition, having make ha, making good shots, not having long rebounds, and finishing plays. So hopefully with that, it'll help the Nuggets. And you know, by the way, before we get that. off this topic, Jordan Poole, from Steph's injury to today, twenty six points, forty two percent from the field, um, thirty eight from three, ninety five from the line, six rebounds a game, one steal, and six assists. So, yeah, you can't say this has how come out of number, nowhere. How have it has it? What were his numbers in the playoff games? Hmm. What were the numbers in but the playoff you, what, games? What you were arguing was that this run came out of nowhere, like this was Lin Sanity. He he was doing. I this. wasn't saying Lin Sanity. I was saying that he was playing out of his mind. Like his his play jumped an absurd amount. Yeah, he stepped I didn't up in say the playoffs, he was playing but, bad. But you you were saying it came out of nowhere. He was doing this during the season. He shot in the last game. He shot sixty two percent, twenty nine points. That's. A yeah, lot better you, than 40. Did you think about the fact that it might be easier for him to score with the best point guard of all time out there with him? Steph what, Curry like, doesn't create shots. Yes, he, he takes draws half more the defense. He draws, he draws the defense. More from the defense. I'm not saying. You know how much more open the floor is than having Nemanja Bialica out there? Don't. I'm not talk talking poorly <laughs> about Nemanja Bialica. Now I'm going to get Bialica. You're, you're like a get moron. I've had enough of this. Let's, let's agree to disagree. You're mad that I'm right. No, you're wrong. Chase, you, what you're saying is somewhat true, but all I'm saying is that Poole has had yes, I will an admit incredible he's playing... jump in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, he has. That's like all I've been saying. I didn't say that he was playing you, like Monty. You said it came out of nowhere. It somewhat did. No, no, it didn't. Yes, it did. No, it didn't. You know what, man? We're going to fist fight right now. All right, fine. Okay. Next series. Let's 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 just let's just go right in. Nets Celtics. Let's just do it. What what series? Nets Celtics. It's, okay. This series. That's with like Kyrie and is KD. Insane. Okay. Um, as far as game two, I'd never thought I'd see a game where both KD and Kyrie were that off. KD four for seventeen. Kyrie four for thirteen. Um, they were obviously very. Can lucky. they can they stop reporting about Kyrie's fasting every game? ESPN is always We gonna. understand. I'm not talking down about Ramadan at all. I'm not saying that whatsoever. But we understand he's fasting. And to report on what fasting is every game Kyrie plays is not necessary. Yeah, I mean, what an interesting story like Kyrie's Ramadan fasting is, is happening. They're, they're going to report on it. It's unquestionable. And I think you just got to get over it because it will be talked about. Every single game, Should and then they, did, I, I guess, and then they just panned to him eating a banana. It's like, all right, yeah, he ate food. Like. Um, well, Nets were very lucky in game two. They got performances like they did from uh, Bruce Brown and Dragic. Brown, by the way, had uh, twelve of their the Nets' first twelve points. I think. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, Dragic came in and played amazing, as he does. Heat legend, system um, guy for the Heat, though. Right, that's what they're saying on Twitter. Um, yeah, if, and Drummond, he played well defensively. And when Drummond he, played very well, like yeah, yeah he and just he did offensively, like he you know he didn't overplay. He, he only he was only two for four, but still like, he, he played well. Um, crazy thing about this game was just 
how great of a defensive game it was both sides to like the last three minutes when the Nets kind of fell apart. But like, yeah, they ran out of gas. Celtics, we didn't see any crazy offensive performances. Tatum was five for 16. Smart was three for nine. Brown was nine for 18. But still, he, he, you know, he didn't go off. It was just a muddy, rough, old fashioned NBA game. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was obviously the Nets defensive showing was very surprising. They were flying around, playing with a lot of energy. Oh, yeah. I think that was the best defensive game the Nets have ever had, with, the, with this true, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest difference maker was the physicality that the Celtics played with defensively. The Nets lack of as movement a, offensively. As a whole. No. I mean, yeah, but just the physicality that they played with, that's what deterred Durant the most. Kyrie, not as much. But, I mean, I feel like when I was – Katie was getting to his spots, but I feel like subconsciously he was just every it was every single shot he was ready for some kind of contact to come, and um, along with the constant grind of getting you know pushed and shoved the entire game, that's what had his shot so off. Yeah, that that wears on you, and I think Boston went into it obviously saying Katie's not getting anything. If Kyrie goes off, go ahead, but Katie's a more integral part of the offense and kind of gets other people going with that and. The, the gaps from the Celtics when KD would ice at the top of the key, they had two guys on the elbows. And the Nets not once had a guy cut to the basket and have one side, um, have a Boston defender play two on one side. Facts. So I, I really didn't they understand were, they that whatsoever. They were sitting whatsoever. there waiting for him. They were just sitting there waiting for him. Like KD would, would get past that first layer of defense and then nobody was helping him out. Yeah. There, was still, there were still guys there. And KD can still elevate and get off a clean look, but it sure as hell does not help. No, to have not his help defender sitting there. Um, Kyrie, I think it was just a poor shooting night. Like he, yeah, it happens. He has such good body control and absorbs contact so well. I don't think that had such a, like a crazy effect on him. And I, I have no doubt in my mind he'll turn it around. Um, rest, like you know, rest the series. I, I think he'll be fine. But the uh, KD, I'm not so confident. Honestly, you're but not confident that KD will turn it around. I'm not as confident as Kyrie for that game. Wow. I just think that they're like, this is the first, this is back to back games where KD has not played well. And that's a fact. He's definitely going to figure it out then. I he's, hope the he smart, does. he's the I smartest just, basketball I mind said in the I'm game. I'm not as confident as Kyrie because okay. I think Kyrie just shot poorly. Disagree. KD, they played really good defense on him. Um, I think KD's going to watch these first two games and figure it out. Because I think he's the, he's a top two player in the world right now. Just in the sake of uh, I want this series to go seven, I really hope he does. Um, uh, yeah, I hope they get both of Barclays. Ben Simmons. Game four. Has been confirmed for game four. And I am overly excited for this. This has been very long awaited. Very long awaited. Um, what effect he will have, how well he will play, we don't know for sure. How many minutes? I would say 15. I would agree. Um, but I think that his presence will be felt, and I think that at some point we're going to see, let's say, you know, if, he, if, he, if he's fine health-wise, I think we'll see some Ben Simmons at the five, Katie at the four lineups. Um, I think we With will three see... three-point guards? Yeah. I think we will see Ben Simmons anytime he's in. Short spurts, he'll be matched up on Tatum and Brown, and he will play well. I mean, when you 
when you when you're in for you know very small minutes, you can go all out. And I think Simmons is going to be out there looking to prove something, and he's going to be hungry to play well. And it's it's also like those first few games back after an injury, like from experience, I think you're more locked in than a regular game. Definitely. I think you're more prepared, and you've gone through your warm-up even better and things like that. Simmons, more than anyone. I mean, yeah. This he knows better than anyone just how important this comeback is for him and how – much he has to prove and you know like we talked about in our last episode how good he's reportedly feeling and confident he is i i i think he's gonna be i think he's gonna be good i think he's gonna be good you think boston fouls him on purpose at any point i don't i don't i think he's gonna shoot from the free from he's gonna shoot well from the foul line and I think they're going to stop fouling him. Putting a lot of faith will. in Kyle Korver there. I got trust in the guy. Kyle Korver was uh, seen working one-on-one with Ben Simmons many times in this uh, Nets endeavor that he, uh, Ben Simmons is on. Um, no, nah, but yeah, I do think that he's going to be shooting well from the line. All right. I think they will purposely try and foul him, but I think they'll have to stop. And then he's just going to knock two down right away. And they're going to be like, oh, man. What about, that? what about that? Two for two. What about that dunk on Nick Friedle's Twitter? Did you see that? That is being overblown by people. People are thinking uh, that's that like, like that's a complete joke. A hundred percent. Like and ben I Sim- think it, it. I don't know that how was, that went over people's heads. That was sarcastic by Simmons. He was saying how like everyone's you know talking about oh all the ben Zion Simmons, stuff. He and, doesn't he doesn't work out and all this like he who knows we haven't even seen him touch a ball. He was clearly making a joke of that. He wasn't going hard, as you saw. He was just putting the ball in the basket. Like, People were like, oh, Zion's doing 360 windmills. It's like, dude, that was clearly a joke. Ben Simmons could do that right now if he wanted. He just doesn't want to. I think it's more worrisome that Zion's having people put these videos out of him. Right. I, think- I, I, I agree with that. <laughs> Real quick, uh, last series we're going to touch on, Bucks Bulls, which, due to some unforeseen circumstances, has not been boring. Yeah, this was... Like, everybody was like, oh, that's the sweep. Everyone thought this was going to be a sweep, and it has not been. Um, we Everything that the Bulls needed to do in order to win, they did. They did it. We had DeMar DeRozan drop 41 points. That's he, a lot. He carried the offensive load. He shot a 16 for 31. Big Vooch, 24 points, 13 rebounds. He played tremendously. Every single touch he had. I feel like he made a good he, he made a good play. Yeah. Um and we saw a defensive clinic put on by Alex Caruso. Um surprisingly even on Giannis he played tremendous defense with with his with the size advantage Giannis has very surprising but every single time and you know, I almost think the smaller guys on Giannis is a better thing and just to get under him cuz I think I think daring him to shoot the ball and I've had this take for a while is like the wrong thing to do with the powerful like he can walk into his spots. Well, not even that. You give the guy a running start. That's what I'm saying. Like if if Caruso's if if you've got a guy under you, you're thinking about all right. I've got to get by this guy the whole time, instead of him ha- instead of Giannis having two three feet to work with and like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna load up right here. I'm gonna do this quick cross, put a shoulder into his chest, and he's gonna be under the stanchion. Yeah, not to mention Giannis doesn't. Ex- I'm not saying he's bad at it. He doesn't excel at like, you know, when when the help comes, 
he doesn't he isn't amazing at find at making quick reads to get shooters open. So yeah. that gives the once he once he picks the ball up, it gives the help defenders some time to recover to their men. Yeah. Um. And as long as Caruso has help backing him up, he's he he's gonna do a pretty good job. Now Caruso's not obviously gonna start on Giannis right. in Game Three. That's a you know later game, um you know thing we're gonna see, but. Still, it's really good to see that they have that option and with their very limited amount of defenders on him. Obviously, well, Milwaukee will adapt and set some rip screens for Giannis to get into the post and get a couple quick buckets, and Chicago will uh, obviously have to adjust to that. But when Giannis is on the perimeter and Caruso's on him, I think it's, Chicago's comfortable with that. Yeah, and I'm not saying that we're going to have a, a Bulls victory because a lot of things have to go right in order for them to win. But a good thing for the Bulls right now is the fact that Chris Middleton right now is Spray out for the series. He's out for the series? Yeah. He's out for the series. And I still have the Bucks with the advantage. Um, but this is still huge. This is their second best player. Yeah, they've been injury riddled all year and with a team that was that came into the year tired and fatigued to put more load on Giannis, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, players like that. It's not good going into these later rounds. I don't think it'll affect them much this series, like you just said, but going into later rounds, I think they run out of gas a little bit faster. Yeah. Um, what this means for the Bucks is they're going to have to have guys like Drew Holiday step up offensively. What did I just say? You didn't say Drew Holiday specifically. I did. I said Holiday, Lopez, guys like that. Okay, I don't well, think you listen to me on this podcast. I did. I think you're I'm just saying, waiting for your next zinger. I'm saying Holiday specifically Rude. because he shot 6 for 16 last game. Brooke Lopez had a pretty darn good offensive game. 9 for 15. Drew Holiday has... No one talks about this because... And I, I'm not saying I don't like Drew Holiday. You don't but, like Drew Holiday. No. No one's talked about this, but he's had a quiet down year this year. And It was the finals hangover and the Olympic hangover. You have Maybe. one of those. One of those is hard to come back from. Both of them. Uh, yeah, true that. He, he did. He totally. did have. He had. A, he had an amazing Olympic performance, but he's he's still had a down year this year. He in the played NBA. like he plays. He's played like 140 games in this calendar year. That does not negate the fact that he's had a down year. But I'm giving you the reason as to why he's had a down year. Have you played 140 NBA games in a year? No, I haven't. I so, like. I haven't played one. You haven't played one NBA game this year. Sorry, I haven't played one this year. Casual. My and, bad. And, you're, and you've got takes on basketball. My bad. Wow. My bad. Um, I love all the guys on Twitter that make those takes that are just not good at basketball. What? Like, all y'all are talking about NBA stuff, and y'all, even, y'all can't even hoop. Yeah. Does that mean that you know the game? And like, that you, you don't hoop? know the game more than anybody else, dude. I have a pro. Never mind. I'm, I'm, we're not getting into this. I, um, we could go basketball Twitter for hours. It's true. Um, and our hatred towards it. I don't hate basketball Twitter. I hate I a have, lot of basketball Twitter. I hate Twitter. a lot of it, but I don't objectively hate it. We'll do we'll do a diet basketball Twitter podcast at some point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, big uh, Splash Mountain, Brooke Lopez, 25 points. So don't not include him bad. in those talks. Not I, too No, bad. I didn't. I, I you didn't. ever scored 25 points in an NBA game? I haven't. Not yet. Yeah. Casual. So sit down. I didn't say Brooke Lopez didn't play well and needs to step off. I'm just saying he's going to take more of a workload now that Middleton is out. And I was singling out Drew Holiday because he hasn't played well offensively this series. 
I um, still don't think you listened to what I said. All right. If whatever. I was one of those coaches that was like, Cole, what did I just say? You'd be running right now. One of those coaches. You yeah. know what coach I'm talking about. Um, there, there's a lot of coaches that do that. True that. Okay. Well, what do you think is going to happen in this next game? Do you think we see a, a Bucks victory? I think it's going to be close. They're in Chicago. In Chicago. Chicago's rowdy. Chicago. That's right. I think it's close. I think Giannis ices it at the end. You don't think we see um, Alex Caruso pay homage to his bald brother in basketball, Michael Jordan, and hit a game-winning shot? Are you talking about Mike Jordan 23? Mike Jordan 23. No. No, that was 100% a joke. I, I do not expect Alex. Alex Caruso did not play. He... He had 10 assists shooting-wise. I don't expect Alex Crusoe to be icing games Let's just say this. If, if Tristan Thompson goes 100% on those hooks from the second hash mark, the Bulls will win the game. Okay. That's not going to happen. So, okay. Great way to put two and two together there, Cole. Tristan Thompson just had an unbelievable showing, by the way. Seven minutes played, 0 for 1 from the field, three rebounds, zero assists. That's what I call impact. Sure. Man, that... That, that trade just made the difference for them, didn't it? Well, it's like right away, he did, he had like a couple good games, and everybody in Chicago was like, hey, Tristan Thompson, he helped LeBron get a title. It's like, yeah, that was five years ago. I want to give up. I just, I got to talk Tristan Thompson real quick. And I, that was All the right. I'm not, okay. I, by the way, I'm nowhere near a hater of Tristan Thompson. I just think he's funny. I have two things that I'm going to bring up. Are you a Tristan Thompson hater, though? Tristan Thompson thought he was Kobe and was giving out challenges for players in the playoffs. Did you know this? No. Like, he when? challenged on Twitter. He's He said, like, I challenged Nikola Vucevic to be the best big man in the series. You're not Kobe. Yeah, and you're... do you know that Giannis is on the other team? Giannis is a top three NBA player. Also, pretty. I would categorize Giannis as a big. So Vuce, like... that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Vuce is Vuce. I'm sorry. I mean... But, yeah, like, that's, why that's are you making crazy. that public? Why are you saying that? You could challenge him, like, just put a note in his locker. I challenge you to be the best big man in this series against the back-to-back MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. No! <laughs> it was debatable whether or not he outplayed Brook Lopez last game. But whatever. Vooch had to get... We're not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not here to shit on Vooch. Um, or Tristan Thompson. Kind of are. No, Other thing, no, no. Um... Just a video that came across my timeline was the year after LeBron left, the uh, Cavs preseason um, um, media availability, and it was the Tristan Thompson where he says, uh, East, East still runs through Cleveland. We, we've won the East, what, five out of the last six years? <laughs> eh? Tristan Thompson, the Canadian accent. That's my Canadian accent. By the we, way. We won the East five out of the last six years. By the way, one of the best like summer lifetime fitness hoop mixtapes, Tristan oh my Thompson. Gosh. I, for, I almost forgot about that. If you haven't seen the Tristan Thompson. like When, when he hits him with the, with the double through the legs, dude, hesitation mid-range, I could have cried at how funny it, it was. Like the, the ball is life always drops like blank player with the eyes emoji. It's like, dude, that guy has a nine to five. The guy behind the basket. No, no, no. Tristan, no, Tristan Thompson was playing against league guys, mostly league guys. Mitchell Robinson. The Mitchell is Robinson one is who I'm Mitchell about. Robinson would literally go to the Y. But Tristan Thompson had like pick and roll dunks with no tags in his mixtape. I'm like, all right, that doesn't. That's not really a mixtape worthy thing. Like, good job rolling to the basket, but don't put it on a mixtape. 
But you cheese me, dog. The, the road to the east still runs through Cleveland. Jeez Louise, dog. Jeez Louise, dog. You can't win the east without beating Cleveland. Actually, yeah, you can because you guys weren't right, in the playoffs. Right. Enough Tristan Thompson hate, enough Cleveland hate. <laughs> just a, dude, he's just a living meme. He's just a living meme. He's very funny, but a great player. He's a he's a champion. Great. Let's let's temper the definition of great player. He's a very good player. He's an NBA champion. He was a starter for an NBA championship team. Yes, he was. It doesn't make him great though. Great. Great. He's, great player. Sure. An above average career, yes. Great. I save that for Hall of Fame. Above famers. average players in the NBA are great players. Yeah, I said NBA players. All right, we got to go. This is the stupidest. Okay. This is the stupidest argument ever. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Par for the Court podcast. Before we go, quick shout out to our sponsor, Amazon. Little known company um, out of America. They sell they sell and deliver books, I believe, online. Yeah, just an up and coming company. Um, really, really fast delivery times. Uh, they got a they got a nice spunky bald guy as the CEO. I believe his I believe his name is Jeff Bezos or something. Bezos. Um, I I talked to him on the phone yesterday. Great guy. He just wants to get the company name. I, they couldn't pay us much. Um, you know, you know, fledgling company. They just got, they just got out of the their garage and they have like yeah. an office now. So but that's you know, good. I ordered I ordered a few books. They came in like two days. That's that's so. If you're gonna order books, um, go to Amazon.com. There's not much else, but you know, if you want a book. And- you know, just, there's a lot of them out there. Just give it a shot. Give it a shot. Amazon.com. Really easy. Just see like what the they course. have for you. All right. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, it's for the court podcast.